Our leader will now share for 20 to 25 minutes describing what it was like, what happened, and what it is like now. So let's welcome tonight's speaker, Gail. Hi. I'm Gail, compulsive overeater. Hi, Gail. I have a rig. My top weight was 275. When I came into the rooms in 1999, I was 250. And then I relapsed for eight or nine years. And I came back in 1999. So I have a recommitted abstinence of um, eight years or something. And I'm back to um, 158, 157. For me, I don't get the fullness of life anywhere like I get it here. And yeah, I came back at 225. And I wanted the physical recovery, but what I forgot was when I'm not craving, when I'm not looking to fill something that can't be filled with food, I am not hearing this thing that tells me all day long, you're a piece of shit, you can't, if you could, it's, it's amazing to me. I get the most insane little messages. But while I'm here, and if I'm using the tools, and I am meditating, and I'm following a food plan, and I'm making my outreach calls, clarity. Doesn't mean I don't do stupid things. <laughs> I, got, I got things on my feet from where I was in the tub, and I was just lighted off, felt so good, scrub, scrub, scrub. I get out, and my toes bloody because I didn't know that um, I had scrubbed a little too hard. So it doesn't mean I don't do stupid things, but I don't have insanity in my head. You know, I don't have the litany of self-abuse. And I never got that with Weight Watchers. What I got with Weight Watchers is, and I went for a long time. I think my daughter's 41 and I started when she was nine months. And what I got is if you could only follow it, you'd be fine. And I could never follow it. I gained weight with Weight Watchers. Every time I joined, I gained weight. Here they don't tell me if I could just follow this, I'd be fine. They tell me, you got a higher power, you got the steps, you got tools. And I know I've called most of you at least once. You know, so I really believe in those tools. Um, today I read, I was looking over there to see if there was a for today. Today, for today was so bleeding right on. I think I scared the shit out of my sponsor the other day because I was like, I was like when I'm on steroids. I was so high, you know, I was so spiritually high. I'm like emailing her my food, telling her, you know, it'd be so far out if we could just get people to in the rooms. I mean, we just got to get people in the rooms. And then they'd realize what a gift this is. And then they would get off of the sugar and the flour and the shit that makes them nuts if we could just get them in the rooms. And she had already told me many times, you know, this is a program for people who want what we have. And um, I think she's been cautious ever since because I was like, you know, I was on it, right? 
well, today I was reading in for, for today, and suddenly I was like, oh, no, I'm not wackadoodle. This is what it says here, that if we could get the people in the rooms and they wanted what we'd have, then there would be recovery, and then there would be more of us, you know, and that we should all be really grateful for service opportunities, because if we're doing service, that means we're digging what's going on here, and we want to be here, and we want other people to have that experience. So I wrote my little thing, and I like to write on the backs of envelopes. I drive people crazy at home. Because sometimes I'll take their mail, and I'll write a poem on the back of the envelope. <laughs> you know? Um, but it was so clear to me that service is an opportunity. Somebody sitting over there told me, take a service position as soon as you can. So at six months, I gave out the chips. We won't call her name. Mm-hmm. I gave out the chips. And you know, I was timid when I came back in these rooms because a lot of the women that I know and love here would all sit on this side of the room. And then other people would sit on this side of the room. And I didn't know anybody. And you know, everybody likes a fellowship afterwards. And I'm like kind of shy. So I kind of stood in the back, and I put away the chairs, and I got out of here as soon as I could because this place made me a little fucking nervous, you know? Um, But now, you know, when I see a newcomer, I get their number, I call them during the week. When I look at my list of who I'm going to call for that day, and I I don't know who I'm going to call. Some days it's the A's. And when it's the A's, I just call one day... Heaven forbid. I called all the black people. And when I told this one girl, oh, I called all the black people today, she didn't think it was funny. I thought it was funny, you know, because it was like, I call the A's, I call the B's, I call the C. Oh, far out. You know, she didn't think it was, she goes, you guys categorized? I said, no, 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 no. You know? I have a peculiar sense of humor, you know? Um... And I hate being politically correct. And at 66, you can, you know, you can know where you can take your politically correct. <laughs> um, but this program is one that it gives us a wide berth. And because it gives us a wide berth, we might almost forget that abstinence should be put first. Because it gives us such a wide berth, we sometimes think that means we can lie to ourselves and say, oh, I can have a little bit of that. What I have found out is a little bit of that leads to a lot more of that, and then I'm in relapse. And I'm in relapse for a mighty long time. I heard someone say once, I don't know if I have another relapse in me. I don't think I do at 66. What happens if I go out for eight or nine years? I might see the grave before I see you guys. You know, So I take this very seriously. I take it very seriously. I follow a food plan because I'm a crazy girl. Sugar is my favorite food, my absolute favorite food. I'm not going to lie to you. I'm not going to say, oh, I'm cured because I'm not. I am so not. But for today, dependent on my spiritual fitness, I don't have to take that first compulsive bite. And I'm not saying it doesn't look good. You know, I'm still telling the story of me going to Sacramento a few weeks ago, and um, these people are smart that I stayed with. They bought four slices of cheesecake. You know, that's smart. That's not compulsive overeater style, you know? And everybody had a slice. And I looked at it, and it looked really sexy. It looked really sexy. You know, especially the one with the chocolate on it. Oh, it was hot. But I knew 
there is no first bite in this girl that would ever stop. You know, then I'd be looking for the next fix. And the next fix, and the next fix, and the next fix. And, you know, I mean, I'm, this is a little bit of crosstalk. Ram Dass used to talk about, you know, when you want that fix, you'd have to have to smoke that pot, then you have to have the sweet, and then you have to have the salty, and then you have to, have, you know, and that's kind of what it's like when I get that, that first compulsive bite. I'm looking for whatever is going to soothe me, and nothing ever does. So for today, I don't have to go there. And that's an amazing thing. That's just an amazing thing. And I cannot believe that I'm sitting in this seat for, God willing, five years, June 13th. You know, I never thought I'd get back because I tried so damn hard. You know, I had a sponsor. I didn't have a sponsor. I worked the steps. I didn't work the steps. I tried a 90 and 90. Like, that would cure my butt. Didn't work, you know. So what got me back in this time was, oh, oh, I forgot. <laughs> um, what got me back this time was, um, and you guys have heard this story. A lot of you guys have heard this story. I was at Pacific Catch with my friend who was just turning 18. And I don't know how he got to talking, but he said that he asked his guitar teacher why he had two aces tattooed to his upper arm. And his guitar teacher said, I'm an alcoholic and an addict, and I've got 15 years clean and sober. And I heard, and it was a Sunday. And on a Wednesday, there was one how meeting left in San Francisco. And I got my ass in there. And, you know, a lot of you have heard this. I was such a stone-cold sugar junkie. As I'm crossing the threshold, got my hand over my heart and my head's down. Boy, am I dramatic. Oh, shit. I won't be able to have my daughter's pumpkin cheesecake. I knew if I got absent, if I got absent by the grace, I'd have to give up those things. And um, there was three people in that room, and I asked one of them to sponsor me, and she's my sponsor still. And I don't know what made me ready. I don't know. I, I mean, I wish I could say... It was this, and the stars were aligned with that, and the sun was in Sagittarius, and the moon was in Virgo. But no, I don't know. I call it grace because what else could it be? You know, I'm a compulsive overeater. I don't want to give up a thing. And yet, she said, keep your head down, follow your food plan, and you know, text me your food in the morning. Call me your, give me your food in the morning. I went home and... There was no last binge. There was no last hurrah. There was no, like, I live over a corner store. Let me go down and entertain myself. It was like, okay, I'm willing. I'm ready. And, um, you know, that was June 12th or June 13th, and it's March 6th, and I've been abstinent. It doesn't mean it's perfect. I got gum in the side of my mouth right now. No, it's not perfect. Um, it doesn't mean that every day is easy. I was walking down the hall, and some food thought crossed my mind. Didn't act on it. We don't have it in the house anyway, and I certainly wasn't going to go get it. But the tools are so important. Pick up the telephone before you pick up the food. You know, 
Get the damn for today. Read it and write on it. Get out your voices of recovery. Read what it's saying and write on it. You know, make those calls. Because we're here to support each other. We're here to lift each other up. We're here to remind each other what abstinence means. You know, if, if I didn't have all of you guys, it, it would be a sorry road to be walking down by myself. You know, um, it's just, I go to three meetings a week. Sometimes if I can get my butt up on Sunday, I go to four. Um, you know, this is so necessary. This is my medicine. This is what keeps me sane. This is what might help me to get to 67, you know. If I was in the food, I was getting, I was getting um, postcards from Kaiser telling me about the lap ban. You know, I still get them. I think it's kind of funny because I don't need them anymore. But, you know, um, I was with a nutritionist for four years trying to follow the How Food Plan. Couldn't do it. I think I got to 209, and then I went right up to 216. Why? Because it's not a diet. It's not about just following a food plan. There was no higher power at Kaiser. You know? There was no steps at Kaiser. You know? There was no one to tell me that you can't do this by yourself at Kaiser. There was nobody giving me spiritual sustenance at Kaiser. You know, I mean, they meant well, and I tried my damnedest, but I got to have the steps. I got to read, you know, as Bill sees it, you know, uh, in my purse, because this is how wackadoodle I am. I think it's in there. Yeah. In my purse, I carry around. A pocket reference for OA members. It's got our invitation to you, the steps, and the 12 traditions. Now, this might be contraband because I know some of us, you know, don't like the AA stuff. But this is yesterday, today, and tomorrow. Need it. This is the 24-hour program. Need it. This is sought through prayer, and it's got uh, the serenity prayer, the third step prayer, the seventh step prayer, and the eleventh step prayer. Needed. This is just for today, and why we don't read this every single day, I have no idea. I don't know when we stopped reading this. It's just really beautiful. And then this is the Alcoholics Anonymous, and it's so worn out, I can't open it. It's the 12 steps, you know? Um... Just for today. Can I read this? Yeah, I'm speaking. (laughs) Just for today, I will try to live through this day only and not tackle my whole life problem at once. I can do do something for 12 hours that would appall me if I felt that I had to keep it up for a lifetime. Just for today, I will be happy. This assumes to be true what Abraham Lincoln said, that most folks are as happy as they make up their minds to be. Just for today, I will adjust myself to what is and not try to adjust everything to my own desires. I will take my luck as it comes and fit myself to it. Just for today, 
I will try to strengthen my mind. I will study. I will learn something useful. I will not be a mental loafer. I will read something that requires effort, thought, and concentration. Just for today, I will exercise my soul in three ways. I will do somebody a good turn and not get found out. If anybody knows of it, it will not count. I will do at least two things I don't want to do just for exercise. I will not show anyone that my feelings are hurt. They may be hurt, but today I will not show it. Just for today, I will be agreeable. I will look as well as I can, dress becomingly, talk low, act courteously, criticize not one bit, not find fault with anything, and not try to improve or regulate anybody except myself. Just for today, I will have a program. I may not follow it exactly, but I will have it. I will have, I will save myself from two pests, hurry and indecision. Just for today, I will have a quiet half hour all by myself and relax. During this half hour, sometimes I will try to get a better perspective of life. Just for today, I will be unafraid. Especially, I will not be afraid to enjoy what is beautiful and to believe that as I give to the world, so the world will give to me. I don't know why we don't read this anymore, you know? I mean, you know, I call this like my meeting in my purse. But I need all of this because the food was my higher power. Um... And now I don't have the food. or I have it in moderation. But I've got this. I've got prayer. I've got meditation. And, you know, and I don't get into it with people about the higher power. You know, it can be this room. It can be the people in your community, your OA community. It can be your spiritual perspective. If you're a Buddhist, a Christian, a Jew, you know, but you need a higher power. You know, and I call myself a God groupie because I love God in all of her many forms. Krishna, I chanted with the Krishnas, um, the Guru. I've gone off to India to meditate. You know, I was raised Catholic. Um, I still say the Hail Mary. Um, sometimes the Our Father kind of gives me pause, but that's my issue. Um, but prayer is a fabulous thing, you know? It's a fabulous thing. You you talk to whatever it is. And in India, it was generator, operator, destroyer, and I love that. Krishna, uh, uh, Brahma, Vishnu, Shiva. You, you need a higher power because we're not in this alone. And we can't do this alone, you know? And... Uh, I'm grateful that for today I have resigned from the debating society about what God is. I don't know. You know, on a, you know, a friend of mine says, I don't get you. You say on a good day you believe in everything, and on a bad day you believe in nothing. And that's the reality for me. I mean, you know, God is a ma- marvelous concept, marvelous concept. But my dark, deep, darkest secret is I was raised Catholic, but I think sometimes there's nothing but the grave, man. But to keep from feeling that way, I'm reaching for God. I'm reaching for prayer. I'm reaching for meditation. Because i got to walk through this earth. 
and I got to walk through it sanely and I have to walk through it abstinently so I need a higher power it's just that simple for me I'm not telling anybody who's who they should get you know Marilyn Monroe might not be a bad higher power um and I have humor and I can laugh at myself you know um and this program has made me re- realize that my personal life, I'm not that important. I'm just, I'm here for a moment in time. And I'd rather spend that moment in time in these rooms with all of y'all rather than my mind. My mind is a terrible place. It'll take me down a path so deep and so dark that I might not ever get out. But if I'm here, I remember that I have something better than that. I have, I have this room, and I have the steps. And, you know, sometimes it'll be, um, as Bill sees it, sometimes it'll be came to believe. I love that book. I just love that book. Because when I couldn't believe, when I was so sick in my heart and in my soul, and I picked up came, believed, came to Believe, and I heard how all these people came to faith and came to at least thinking about the possibility. It just, it, it kind of brought a kind of enlightenment that I don't have to know, you know. Um, I always, because I was raised Catholic, and you'll relate to this one, I always thought, Doubting Thomas, I'm that girl. Let me see your hands and feet, dude. I want to put my hands in the wounds on your side. I'm that girl. It's hard to believe. It's hard. But in this world, I'd rather have something like faith. I'd rather have something like that. Otherwise, you know, I have friends that say, well, surely you, you, you know, you, you, you've done really well. I mean, can't you have a little something, you know? And I think those friends are the devil. <laughs> you know, because they don't get it, you know, and and I tell my son-in-law, no, I cannot have Aurora's cheesecake because if I have one, you aren't getting any, you know, um, and then I'll be down in the store with the monkey on my back looking for the next thing. So for me, it's just better not to get this, get this party started, you know, and. Um, so here's what I do in the morning. I get out my for today, and I read it. I get out my for today workbook, and I write all over an envelope because I've already written in the for today workbook. I get out my voices of recovery, and I read it, and I write. You know, I um, sometimes make my outreach calls before I even get out of bed. You know, um, I close my eyes and I say the serenity prayer, third step prayer, seventh step prayer, and the I put my hand in yours because I don't have the 11 step prayer memorized. Um, and as I'm going down the stairs to leave the house, I start all over with the prayers. You know, I, I, I send my food into my sponsor every day. You know, um, I lie about the water because I'm having a hard time drinking eight glasses of water. You know, um, but there's not a day I take this for granted. Not a day. 
because I know who I was when I stepped across the threshold June 12th or June 13th, 2013. I wasn't a happy camper, you know. Um, it wasn't just the fact that I was 225. It was the, it was the mess in my head, you know. It was the looking for satisfaction in something that can't be, you can't be satisfied by. I can't find satisfaction in food, you know. Um, so for me, this program is an anchor. It's a lifeline. Uh, not to be corny. Um, the steps are amazing, you know. And when Bill W. said to Dr. Bob, let's, let's keep it simple and not last this thing up, I'm just so grateful. And, I, you know, I think of Roseanne going to that Gamblers Anonymous meeting and coming out and thinking, hmm, I wonder if this will work with food. You know, I'm so grateful to Roseanne. You know, I wish I had gotten to tell her when she was alive. Um, because this is the only thing that's ever worked for me. You know, it's the only thing that's ever worked. And I'm not going to lie and tell you fitting into my size 30 jeans doesn't make me happy. Because it does, you know. And, and my sponsor's always saying, go buy yourself some pants from a store. Go buy yourself some real clothes. Because I go to Crossroads and Mary's Exchange. I could not spend the kind of money that these designer jeans cost. I just could not. But at Crossroads, I'm paying 15 bucks for somebody else's gently worn jeans. You know? Um, so it makes me happy that I can wear smaller size clothes. But what really makes me happy is I don't have the mess in my head. I don't have that hamster wheel. I could not do enough to satisfy the hamster wheel. I got my BA finally. I got my master's. Had a book published. You know, I haven't gotten the songs published yet. I couldn't do enough to satisfy that thing in my head. But I don't have that thing in my head. And that alone should keep me abstinent. Thank you.